Why is it that some days you feel like you got so much done? And then other days, it's like, I did absolutely nothing today. I was working all day and I have nothing to show for it. When you're working towards a goal and it seems like the goalpost is getting farther and farther away. Uh, I have been there. Stay tuned because this episode today is going to change the way you approach planning and meeting your goals in photography and in even your life. Hi, I'm Christine Riche, an artist and mentor to photographers around the world. Consider me your interstellar guide on the path to being a better nightscape photographer. In this podcast, we will bring together our artistic right brain and technical left brain by exploring creativity, art, and inspiration in photography, as well as diving into technique, gear, and strategy necessary to elevate your craft and photographic practice. I am so happy to be a part of your Milky Way journey. This is the After Dark Photography Podcast. Uh, Welcome to today's episode. This is a good one. So I built a successful business fairly quickly. In my first 12 months that I brought my classes online, I booked six figures. And in my second full year, I did multiple six figures. And within a year of starting to create Nightscape images, seriously and professionally, I was speaking to audiences on how to do it, and I had my work exhibited. Now I'm at the point where my company is incorporated. It's a multi-six-figure business. I even have a solo exhibit coming up next month, which I'm so excited about. And here's the thing. Oftentimes, people think that there's some magical secret for attaining success in whatever your target is. And it would be nice to think that that was the thing. It's like, oh, I haven't gotten here because I don't have that magic blue pill. But the answer is actually much simpler and more direct than that. And that's what I want to talk about with you today. So to explain, I want to bring to you a metaphor that my coach and mentor, James Wedmore, taught me. I want you to imagine your goal, whatever a goal is you have, maybe in your life right now, maybe in your photography, maybe you're working on building your business, maybe you're working towards creating a certain type of image. I want you to imagine that target is an island. Now in my head, my island has palm trees and hammocks and pina coladas, just in case you need a little bit of help visualizing. And we'll have been successful in hitting our goal when we get to that island. Now, let's say that the island in this case, we'll just go with a particular example for me, is getting to my business to the point where I could quit my full-time corporate creative job. And as a side note, I actually did that four months after taking my classes online. So to get to that island, we need to build a bridge. And I have to decide what that bridge is going to be. How am I going to get to the point in my business where I can comfortably quit my full-time job and still contribute and care for my family? 
So in my case, I decided that my bridge was going to be bringing my Milky Way Photography Masterclass online instead of only offering in-person workshops. Now, every single day when I get up, I look at that island and I say, I need to get there. What can I do to continue building my bridge? But here's the problem. There's always a problem. There are all of these other ideas and they are shining and new and would be really fun to work on. But if I start on another idea, I am effectively starting to build another bridge. And all of a sudden, every day, I'm working on three different bridges and I am no closer to getting to my island. Well, I want that hammock and the pina colada in hand. So by golly, I am going to stop with all those other bridges and focus on just this one bridge. Even when I get to the middle of it, and it seems like I've been doing the same thing forever. And this might happen to you where you get a bit bored, a bit disillusioned with all the like work bits that frankly you didn't even realize would exist. And at this point, especially when we're getting into something, it's so easy to just get a little bit tired of it all. And all of a sudden you've got all these new shiny things, these other ideas all around you being like, you could start me. Oh, what if we came over here and did this? That would be so much more fun. But of course, when you do that, you're not going to get to your goal. Whereas when you build the same bridge, even when it's a pain in the butt, even when it's really boring, even when it would be so much funner to try something new and shiny, you are going to get to your goal that much more quickly. When you're hopping from bridge to bridge, it's going to take a long time to reach your destination. So the reason that magic pill that got me a successful business and beautiful images in a relatively short period of time, it was actually choosing one bridge and focusing on it, putting all of my energy into that bridge. I ignored the shiny, the flashy, the new, the fun ideas that came up along the way. I put those on shelves and I said, I'll build you later. It's one bridge at a time. And there are very solid reasons why this works. The first reason is momentum. When you start putting all of your energy into one idea that will gain momentum and each action that you take will start to compound onto the one before it. It's kind of like hopping onto a flywheel cycle at the gym. The first few goes around with the pedal. It's like, oh, this is hard, you know, starting it up, getting going. Mm, it's hard. Why am I even doing this again? Oh yeah, right. Exercise, healthiness, all of the things. But once you get up to speed, it's easier to keep going with the momentum. The problem comes when you stop. 
and then you go to get started again. Like when your gym is actually a small room in your house and a small toddler wanders in and screams that they need a juice box and they need it right now. And if I am to have any chance of ever getting my workout in, I need to acquiesce to the demands of this small person. And also maybe put some Paw Patrol on the TV. Not that I am speaking from any specific experience over here or anything. But after that interlude, you have to get going all over again. You've lost the momentum. Maybe it's a little bit easier because your muscles are already a little bit warmed up, but you have that initial period of getting back to where you were before. And that's what happens every time you switch to a different bridge. This takes us to the next reason that building one bridge at a time is so important. It's called context switching. Now, context switching is a term that's conventionally used in software circles, but we can also apply it to human productivity. I was on a coaching call recently and one of the coaches brought this up and it just clicked in my brain. So of course I had to go and do some research on it. And the research shows that every time you switch a task, it takes your brain approximately nine and a half minutes to get back into a productive workflow. So if you are constantly switching back and forth during the day from bridge to bridge and task to task, how much time are you actually losing from your day? Not only are you losing the actual productive working time, you're also fatiguing your brain. The next reason why we want to try and build one bridge at a time. Did you know that Obama, and I didn't, maybe other presidents, I don't know, I haven't looked into it, um, but definitely Obama, would have his clothes set out for him every morning so he didn't have to decide what to wear. Not because he didn't care, but because decision fatigue is real. And when you're president, frankly, there are countless decisions to be made in a day. You see, the thing is, our brain does not necessarily discern between the importance of the decisions when it comes to fatiguing. It's the volume. And as that volume of decisions you have to make increases, the quality of the decisions that are made tends to decrease. Have you ever had a relatively simple question come to you at the end of the day and you just can't take it? You can ask my husband for some specific examples of this from yours truly after days where I may have spent building too many bridges. Uh, those days when I decide that I want to record a podcast, start a membership, maybe figure out all those split level Milky Way underwater photos and get more images into my collector's hands. Well, you can guess how all that went and how graciously I replied to my husband's very simple questions at the end of the day. So when we think about this idea of brain fatigue in terms of context switching, you are constantly moving between tasks for different bridges and making more and more decisions that are all, not all on the same subject and of the same depth. 
Not only does your brain have to recalibrate between each switch, it also gets fatigued moving between subjects. So let's bring this back to photography. I want you to think of a goal that you have. Now, if you don't have any goals, it's going to probably be the first like alarm bell ringing in your head. Um, take some time to come up with a goal, something that you're interested in. And you may be listening and being like, well, I just have a lot of things that I want to do. How do I choose? So we'll take a, a quick little side trail here. It'll loop around and bring us back. If you have a lot of things that you're interested in doing, I want you to choose one. That is not to say you will only ever do that one thing, but it is to say you should focus on that one thing. And if you are having a really hard time choosing, I want you to imagine that no matter which of these options in your head you choose, you'll be successful at it. It's a done deal. The sun comes up every morning, you will do a good job at this, whatever it is. And if that's the case, because it is, which one of these would you like to do the most? Which one would you enjoy the most if you knew that, yes, I will be successful at this? And here's the thing. It might not feel like the most logical answer. I get that. We are not conditioned to trust our instincts and our guts. We often like to try and find the logic in things. But was it logical of me to quit a stable full-time job uh, in the middle of a global pandemic? No, no, I don't think it was. And yet here I am in a position that is so, so much more than I could have ever dreamed it could be. So I want you to pick a goal and don't pick the goal you think you should pick. And this can be in photography. This could be if you're trying to start a business with photography, it can be whatever you want. Choose that goal. So what are some options? It could be maybe um, a certain technique or image that you want to create or learn. Um, or it could be that you want to sell your first print or you want to create your first panoramic. Pick something very specific. Now, I want you to be laser focused on that goal. Commit to building the bridge for this goal and this bridge alone for the next 90 days. So the next three months, that's what I want you to do. And you will be amazed at what you come up with at the end. You will likely find yourself on that island with a pina colada in hand or something else if you don't like pina coladas. But if you don't, why are you here? Would we really get along? Anyways, no, I'm kidding. Um, you can give me the pina colada and you can have something else. Now, of course, it's all well and good to choose a bridge and decide, yes, I'm going to do it, right? We're feeling, we're feeling rubbed up. But then, of course, the how comes in. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to just focus on this. I'm going to build this bridge. I'm going to get to the island. I'm going to sit in the hammock, drink a pina colada, enjoy my day. Oh, crap. How do I do it? How do I get there? All right. Here's my golden advice. 
And if you've gone through any of my trainings before, you will have heard me say this, but it bears repeating. My advice is to start with the end in mind. So Stephen Covey has said this. He said, begin with the end in mind. And I truly believe that can apply to everything in life. When we look at photography, the end is generally a finished image. And we can do a lot with that. When we start with the end in mind, what we are actually doing is reverse engineering how to get there. So let's say, for example, I am interested in creating an image of my childhood camp at night under the stars. You know, I have a lot of fond memories from campfires there, eating s'mores, looking up at the stars. And I'd like to recreate that into something that's visual that I can put up on my wall that can remind me every day of those good times. So the final image will have the camp, probably a campfire in the foreground, and then the stars up above. So the elements then are the stars, the physical camp, and the campfire. I want all of them to be in focus and crisp in the image. So I'm starting to come back now. The first thing is the actual image itself. Then it's the elements that are in the image. Now it's how are those elements being represented? Because when I have all of those elements in focus and crisp, that lets the viewer see the detail in the image and imagine that they themselves are there. So that alone tells me a couple of things. I will be creating multiple photos in order to put together this image. Probably it would make sense to take a photo during blue hour of the foreground. That will get me all of the depth and detail because I can stop down my aperture while still having um, enough light to not have a ridiculously long shutter speed. And that will also balance out the light of the campfire with the surrounding area so that the campfire isn't super blown out and everything else isn't super dark while still having it look dark enough to actually be night. Then what I would do after I created this blue hour image is I would leave my tripod in place. I'd make myself some s'mores on the campfire while it got full dark. Once it was full dark, I would put out the fire because you don't need smoke in your frames to shoot the Milky Way. It's not going to help. And then I would take my frames for the sky when the Milky Way moved into the right place. So this is the how that I'm creating it. Of course, that also will then involve me merging the layers together in Photoshop to create the final image. So once I know all of this, then I can start to reverse engineer the pieces that I need to learn, the skills that I need to acquire, the techniques that I have to practice. Maybe I need to focus on learning Photoshop so that I know how to merge layers. If I've never done that before, that's gonna be pretty important for this particular image. Or maybe I need to start with learning how to nail my focus for my night sky. The thing is all of these pieces will fall into place when you have a goal and you start with the end in mind. This is something I tell my students to do and it's to act like a scientist. And I remember 
being in my first studio lighting class with Steve Farmer at NASCAD University. Steve is an amazing professor. I worked with him a lot. Fantastic person, amazing professor, and genius with light. And of course, one of our assignments was to find a photo in a magazine, deconstruct how it was lit, and then recreate it in the studio. We actually did that in the studio together that day. We photographed this martini glass on a blue background, getting the shadows and the highlights just perfect, tricking some things by cutting out electrical tape to get black edges on areas. And I remember it was a lot of work. It was a lot of individual pieces doing one thing at a time in order to get to that end. And I do remember too, the perfume bottle that I purchased and then it lit exactly like the ad that I took out of the magazine. It was Shania Twain by Stetson. And admittedly, it's probably the last proper perfume bottle that I have ever purchased. Um, but it was a pink bottle on a pink background with subtle highlights and shadows. And I spent a solid four hours in that studio creating one image. I remember this painstaking process it was to break apart that image step by step and recreate it. But it also taught me to do the same thing now with any goal that I have. You can take that end goal and break it apart into its pieces. You can reverse engineer what it takes to get you there, but you will not get there if you don't take the time to A, decide what that goal is, to B, understand the goal and reverse engineer it, and then C, only work on that goal. So my advice to you is to craft a goal. Actually go and pick a goal, write it down because when we write things, it's powerful, brings it into another existence, another reality when we actually put pen to paper. And then I want you to reverse engineer that goal. What are the pieces that will get me to this end? And then you're gonna start building that bridge and that bridge alone. In the time that you have, whether it is an hour or two in the evenings, whether it's half a day on the weekend, I want you to go all in on this one thing. If you keep building multiple bridges, you're not going to get a pina colada. You're just going to get the experience of starting a lot of new and fun things and never finishing anything. I think you will be very surprised at how quickly you will gain momentum and start getting towards your goal. So I would really love to hear what bridge you're going to commit to building. You can screenshot and share this episode in your stories and let me know or send me a DM. As always, thank you so much for listening and I will catch you on the next episode. Hey, thanks for listening to my podcast episode today. If you're excited about night photography, but you don't know where to start, then listen on. This is for you. Well, hello. 
it's Christine. I am the host of the After Dark Photography Podcast, and I'm the founder of the Night Photography Academy. And if you don't know me, I have been a professional photographer since 2009 and teaching photography actually since 2008. When I first started teaching photography, it was to students who had excitedly just bought their first ever camera, or maybe who had a digital SLR sitting on a shelf, gathering dust, and they were finally ready to learn how to use it. Now, almost 15 years later, I find the same kind of people coming to me super jazzed about night photography, but frankly, overwhelmed at where in the heck to even start. For one, they haven't mastered using their camera on manual mode, let alone doing things like equivalent exposures, which is really the bedrock of night photography. And if that sounds like you, I have just the thing. I am giving you 100% free access to the first module of my Photography for Beginners Bootcamp. This was a hybrid online in-person class that I taught here in Nova Scotia before the pandemic happened. People would take the class online and then I would run field trips where we would go out and practice together. And I am giving you access to the first module completely for free. Unfortunately, field trips are not at this time available. Imagine that you know exactly what setting is the most important to use on your camera in any given situation based on, you know, what you want to create. What's that vision in your head? And not only that, you know how to do all that, but you also know how to troubleshoot. So maybe if things look too dark or too bright or too blurry or even too sharp, you will know exactly what to do to fix it and get the image you want. After going through this totally bingeable course, you will master manual mode on your camera and be able to confidently create beautiful images with your digital SLR or mirrorless camera. To sign up, go to christinerosephotography.com slash bootcamp. And that will be in the show notes too, if you just want to do a quick click and hop on over there. Thanks so much. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode.